They've had to turn a lot of women back because of lack of electricity, because you can imagine them delivering babies at night and there being no light. And um, we spoke to them there and we found out that they were delivering babies with candle lights and um, mobile phone touch lights, believe it or not. That was Baba Tomiwa Bayojo from Volsus Energy Nigeria. And this is Power for All podcast, a forum for leaders working to end energy poverty. I am your host, Vivian Chilaka. Bayojo is the Managing Director for Volsus Energy in Nigeria, and we're going to be talking to him about powering the health sector in Nigeria, specifically about the amazing work that they have done and are still doing with providing 5,000 mini-grids in Nigerian health centers. Welcome, Mr. Bayojo. Would you like to start by letting us know more about Volsus Energy and what the Vosus Solar for Health program is about. Like give us a little background information about what the program entails and how much work has been done so far. Thank you, uh, Vivian, for having me on the podcast. Um, it's, uh, it's a great pleasure to be here. I'll start off by uh, telling you a little bit about um, Vosus Energy. We're um, a renewable energy a company based in Nigeria with branches in Lagos and Abuja. And uh, the Volsos uh, Solar for Health uh, project started in um, 2020. Um, it started off, it was prompted by a visit to a primary healthcare center. I had gone to visit someone there in the evening after work. And um, I realized that there was no electricity and everywhere, everywhere was pitch black. Um, I made inquiries and I, I found out that for months they don't have um, they don't have electricity at night. Even when they do, it's only for barely an hour. And uh, so we started doing our investigations and found out that uh, women deliver babies there. One of their their main issue there was um, electricity uh, uh, problems. So we as a renewable energy company felt that there was um, a way that we could um, come in to um, alleviate and fix this problem. So that's how we uh, came up with the Bolso Seller for Health project, which is to electrify primary healthcare centers across Nigeria and provide um, electricity for primary healthcare centers across Nigeria. So we started off with um, our uh, flagship project at the Cairo Primary Healthcare Center with a 12 kilowatt peak uh, mini grid. Uh, before I get into that, um, I'd also like to bring to your attention that there are about um, 25,000 primary healthcare centers in Nigeria and 237 uh, primary healthcare centers in Abuja. I mean, those are the ones that are recorded by the um, national. Um, Primary Healthcare Agency, which is the um, governing board uh, for primary healthcare centers in Nigeria. So, uh, yes, yeah, so we started our investigations at Cairo Primary Healthcare Center. We started discussing with them, with the, with the doctors there and the midwives there, and they explained to us what their problems were as regards electricity and how it affects the 
um, efficiency and the way things work in the primary healthcare okay. center. So, I mean, basically, most primary healthcare centers in Nigeria are not for profit organizations and they get, they barely get any funding. So uh, it is out of the little money that they get that they have to buy drugs, pay for electricity, carry out laboratory investigations. I mean, pay for so many things that, so I mean, the, the funding is next to nothing. So after speaking with them, we found out that one of the main things that they provide is um, antenatal and postnatal care for um, women. And they've had to turn a lot of women back because of lack of electricity, because you can imagine them delivering babies at night and there mm. being no light. And um, mm. we spoke to them there and we found out that they were delivering babies with candle lights and um, mobile phone touch lights. Believe it or not, this is, um, I mean, the, the, the one of the midwives even told us that, look, in a situation where the uh, mother has asthma, I mean, mm. they can't use um, any light source that has smoke, you know, yeah. things like that. So, um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, that's how, that's how the project started, basically. Okay, thank you very much. It's really, really interesting to know how much work Vosos Energy is doing. And I am very sure that posterity will thank you for that. Um, can you share with us highlights of the Karu Health Center mini grid project you talked about? What improvements yeah. has that made to the health services, you know, due Great. to so, access to electricity? Okay. Uh, so we when we got there, um, we didn't impose on them and say, look, this is what we want to provide for you and you're going to take it. That's not how we went about it. We went about it by finding out what exactly their needs were. And okay. like I was saying earlier, that obviously their priority is light, but there's also the area of um, immunization. So they were mm. going to need um, cooling for, for the um, vaccine vials that they store there. Okay. So we had to provide... We provided fridges for them, cooling fridges for the for the vaccines. Okay. This um, before before we before we um, provided these um, fridges, they used to have to store their um, vaccines or I think some laboratory some laboratory agents as well in in um, food coolers and ice. Oh. That's how they used to mm -hmm. store it. Mm. Yeah, that was the situation that was there before. Um, um, we, we, we provided the, um, the 24 hour, um, vaccine fridges that were provided. I mean, they had a semblance of, um, some cooling equipment, but you know, the way it is most of it had packed up due to, um, lack of maintenance. They couldn't, they didn't have any money to fix them. And they probably, some mm -hmm. of them had rusted the way they'd been there for so many years. So that was one of the main things. And all that area where they needed power was the laboratory to carry out laboratory mm. investigations. So most of the kind of equipment that they have in the laboratory areas, uh, centrifuges, um, sterilizers, um, their microscopes. Then they had all that equipment as well that um, needed to be powered. And mm. 
most when when these um, primary healthcare centers are being equipped, I feel that one of the things that needs to be take that, in, that needs to be taken into consideration is the is, is posterity. You know, I mean the future, and mm. most of the equipment are AC equipment. So what what we installed is capable of of of, of powering everything in the primary healthcare center, but that's for one primary healthcare center that we focused on and yes. wanted to solve all the problems in. Um, yes. I mean, for areas, for other primary healthcare centers, especially in the deep in the rural areas um, mm. where they would not be able to get a mini grid this big, a lot mm. of um, DC equipment will be needed. So what we provided um, our current primary healthcare center is um, AC power, alternating current. Mm you know, from yeah. the uh, inverter and the and the solar panels and the batteries. So then also yeah. we had to change the fans in the wards and in the common areas, you know, because mm. people just sit down there and there's so much heat. Then we had to mm. change. We had to, we had to introduce security lights in the area. I remember yes. very well. Very they requested for that because that was a problem for them. Everyone was always pitch black and like I said, a lot of people um, did not want to be there at night because mm. of the situation. And another thing that we did is that we did not connect anything to their previous um, electrical installation. So what we, our installation is in parallel with what they already have. Okay. So for instance, now in the wards, uh, we had to um, introduce our own sockets for people to charge their phones. So okay. we didn't. Um, I mean, what what they had before was not was not working, but we didn't disconnect it. We yeah. just brought ours um, um, to to complement that. What you know, had, so yeah. so that's that's what we did. Okay, so what were the major setbacks you experienced during the implementation of the Caru Health Center project? Uh, well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that we had any uh, major setbacks with Caru because the the staff were um, very um, cooperative. Cooperative. Okay. Yeah. Yes, they were, and they were they were excited to to have. Um, the, the mini grid uh, being installed. I mean, we had, there were technical issues here and there, you know, with um, electricals yeah. and um, 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 situating certain equipment. But yeah. I wouldn't say that there was, um, I wouldn't say that there was a, there was a major challenge. I mean, the, 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 main, the main challenge for us basically has been replicating it because, um, our goal is to, as a company, is to electrify 5,000 primary healthcare centers in Nigeria. And yeah. there, there are different categories of primary healthcare centers. I mean, Karu Primary Healthcare Center is pretty, I mean, it's not it's not massive, but it's, a, it's one of the bigger primary healthcare centers. You know, we okay. have um, primary healthcare centers that um, are really small in rural areas that, mm. I mean, I haven't having problems with um, sterilization of um, mm. of the of the equipment that they use to um, deal with um, their customers, and because even if 
in those primary healthcare centers, the amount of power that they need is not a lot. But the thing is that the equipment that is available on the market right now, well, mostly available and that they supply to them are heavy duty power equipments. So okay. in, like, in a rural power, in a rural primary healthcare, you would need um, more of um, DC equipment. So which is, so DC, DC equipment, they, they are one third of the cost of um, AC equipment. AC. And okay. yeah, and um, they, they, uh, they consume about uh, one tenth of the power that AC equipment consumes. Obviously there's, okay. the, uh, there's the advantage of um, um, AC equipment, but in areas where you're completely trying to scale down and mm. use um, the least power possible, Mm. It is very important that um, um, DC equipments are introduced and there has to be a synergy between the government, the healthcare sector, and we, the um, solar companies in the, in the private sector, you know, okay. so that when they want to, um, like I said, when they want to equip these places, even if we're not the one... I mean, installing for them or, or, or setting mm. up the place, we give them the right input and we'll let them understand that, look, if you do this, you get a lifespan of two years. If you do this, you get a lifespan of two of eight years for, mm. for the equipment. And this is how you um, get more efficiency and provide um, uninterrupted power supply for um, um, storage and cooling and... Um, and powering medical equipment, basically. Okay, thank you very much. Um, what um, are the plants versus energy has to, um, you know, you earlier talked about installing 5,000 mini grids across, 5,000 units of mini grids across health centers in Nigeria. So like, what are the major learnings and key takeaways that the Karu Primary Health Center flag off will will offer you know for the scaling up phase yeah so uh with caro we learned i mean we it was not it was not a perfect journey we learned what to do and what not to do and um above all we learned how to scale up and scale down and when i say scale down is to cater to um smaller um primary healthcare centers. One thing that you need to understand about primary healthcare centers in Nigeria is that um, a lot of the, the bigger ones, um, smaller primary healthcare centers depend on the bigger ones for um, uh, support. So yeah. sometimes they send um, a lot of um, patients to them mm. and so but what yeah like i said what what we were what we are trying to do now is that um we're trying to raise money to to build up momentum so um right now we've um, raised about um three hundred thousand dollars and um we hope to um, utilize that money in the um, first quarter of um um 2022 to uh, deploy 
Sola to uh, the, the smaller primary healthcare centers, the last mile primary healthcare centers, so to say, in the rural areas, you know. Okay. And I think, yeah, that's it. That's it, basically, what we're, what we're doing now. And that's our, I think that's, that's the next major step and goal that we have. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, can you share with us the sustainability plan, especially for these rural communities where these projects will be implemented? What is the sustainability plan? Are they going to just, um, is it going to just die off after versus energy leaves? Or what, what plan does, what plan do you have for them? Yeah, well, the plan that we have for them is that we are, um, when we did the, the Cairo Primary Healthcare Center was uh, flagged off by uh, the Minister of State for Power. So we okay. have, um, we've, we're in talks with the, with the government and they've been responsive on how, okay. to, on how to make powering these um, primary healthcare centers um, sustainable and to, to make it a continuous thing where all the equipments are maintained, when batteries go bad, they are replaced, mm. when mm. Uh, inverters are faulty, they are fixed. Because sometimes, mm. even when the solar is provided, it might just be a minor thing. And because you don't have a technician or someone that knows about the equipment, the equipment ends up lying there yeah. idle, not getting fixed or um, getting damaged um, even more than, than than it has because they don't have the the know-how and mm. um if they wanted to if 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 everything if all the stars aligned and we wanted to um have um a sustainability plan what would happen is that there will need to be there will need to be special attention um okay. from the from the power sector, you know, okay. in collaboration with the with the um, primary healthcare uh, development agency and Ministry of Health, so they would have mm. to channel the money in such a way that they, they number one they are buying the the right equipment to serve mm. the right purpose, and mm. they have. Um, a maintenance plan so for instance they can say look where for the primary healthcare centers in this cluster we are going to check on it every six yeah. months or um, every one year because this um, um, equipment that is being so most of them are, are quite reliable because yeah. the technology keeps getting better every day you know, mm -hmm. but then again, another thing that needs to be provided for them is some form of formal communication through the internet. You know, okay. um, most of this um, solar um, installation should, should also be bundled with um, um, communication equipment and communication through the right channels. So, for instance, now uh, in the health sector, they should be able to communicate with the right people so you you, you should not be yeah. sending um requests for drugs to power people and sending uh power issues to medical people yeah yeah because they they 
all they care about is that the place, the, the people, the people get their immunization, the, they get the right drugs that they need. Um, they don't really, they don't, they don't know anything about power. Yes, you exactly. know. So if you send a request to them, they'll tell you that, oh, look, we're going to get someone to come and fix it. But because mm. they don't have anybody stationed within their organization that is dealing with power alone, so they have to have um, dedicated staff and resources to managing mm. the power situation in the primary healthcare centers long term. Yeah. So I think that would be one of the one of the main changes that need to be made. It's not just giving the primary health care uh, centers, giving them a stipend, knowing that mm. um, they wouldn't. Um, there's no there's no grid supply, and even when they have um, the solar installed, it's not properly maintained. So, and mm. they are like, look, we've given them some money to take care of themselves, but we all know that this is not um, sufficient for them. So yeah, I think they need to have dedicated uh, unit or department to that focuses mainly on making sure that there's um, 24-hour um, electricity. Absolutely. Thank you so much, yes. Mr. Tomiwa. Um, You're I welcome. really, really think that is very important because we've seen projects implemented and after the launch and maybe a few few months of operation you just find out that it stops working or something happens so that that shouldn't be an option if so much is put into so much work is put into um, powering these health centers by versus energy then there should be a sustainability plan to make sure that all that effort doesn't go in vain definitely thank you for joining our podcast and Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me, Vivian. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. A reminder that you can find a wealth of sector news, analysis, and data on our website, powerforall.org, and our platform for energy access knowledge, PEAK. You can also sign up to receive our monthly newsletters. And if you'd like to support our work, you can make a donation via our homepage. Speak to you soon on the next episode of Power for All.